Hey, 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 friend. I don't know how your week was, but it is about to get so much better because there's a fresh episode of Pop Culture Friday coming your way right now. I am your loyal servant, Carrie Lipper Gillespie, and I'm here to give you all of the juicy deets, all of the pop culture highs and lows of the week. That's what this show is all about. You don't need to have your nose in all the tabloids and all that other stuff. You don't need to be on your phone. You just got to come here every Friday because this is where I dish it all out. I tell you what you need to know, give you a little background, and then I give you my opinion, of course, because if it's my show, I think I can give you my opinion, right? Regardless, let's hop right into it. There's no time to waste when there's juicy pop culture to talk about. Let's get into the top five pop culture stories of the week. Story number one. Things get messy between exes Chriselle Strauss and Justin Hartley as Selling Sunset Season 3 premieres on Netflix. In the third season of the Netflix hit reality series Selling Sunset, which premiered last Friday, viewers learned that Chriselle Strauss was blindsided by husband This Is Us star Justin Hartley's decision to file for divorce. But in the absence of an account from Justin, fans were left to speculate over what inspired the sudden split, some theorizing that he may have cheated on his wife of two years. An unverified report on celeb scoop site Blind Gossip claims that Justin was, quote, having an affair, end quote, months before he filed for divorce, among other allegations. However, a source tells E! News that the rumors of the This Is Us star's infidelity are, quote, 100% false, end quote. All right, you guys, I'm not sure if you watch Selling Sunset, but first of all, if you don't watch the show, I highly recommend it because it is so good. It is reality TV at its finest, in my opinion. It is entertaining from the standpoint that it's just a beautiful city. It's beautiful real estate, beautiful people. And some of it's a bit ridiculous and over the top, but it's not so ridiculous and over the top that it makes you like scratch your head like a ton. I mean, it's not quite Real Housewives over the top. It's like tolerable over the top, I would say, in my opinion. And I love it. It's so good. So if you haven't watched Selling Sunset, recommend get on it now. Now, we knew this was coming because this happened IRL in November and this hit the tabloids. And so we knew it was coming and we knew that it would be chronicled on this coming season, this season that just premiered season three of Selling Sunset. So we knew it was coming. We just weren't really sure what it was going to look like, what it was going to entail, how in depth they were going to go, if they were just going to touch on it or if they were going to get into the nuts and bolts of it. And much to the viewers like me, much to our enjoyment... I mean, I guess it's not enjoyment. You never want to see someone go through this pain, but they chronicled a lot of it, quite a bit of detail, which I did not think they would go into that much detail about it just because it's such a horrible thing to go through in real life, but then to have to relive it once again. So I read reports that supposedly when this happened, they were in the middle of filming and they went to Chriselle right away. They meaning like the producers and the creators, which by the way, the creator and producer of this show is Adam DeVello, who was the creator and producer of of Laguna Beach and the hills. So he knows how to do reality TV, that's for sure. But supposedly they went to Chriselle and they had an honest conversation off camera, of course, and was just like, what what, what do you need us to do here? This is tough. This is tricky. We will respect your wishes in whichever way you want us to portray this. If you want us to talk about it a lot, if you want us to talk about it a little, I mean, we will do whatever we can to give you the support you need during this time. And Chriselle, obviously, and she did an article, like an interview saying this, that she was pretty open. She was like, no, if the story's going to be out there, like, then I want to tell it on my own accord. And that's pretty much what she did. I mean, 
I just can't imagine going through this, going through a breakup or not even just a breakup, but a divorce, going through a divorce in real life. And then you're dealing with the turmoil and the devastation of it. And then right when you kind of start to feel like you're maybe getting over it, you have to relive it all on TV. And then not only do you have to relive it all, but the entire country, anyone who has a Netflix account gets to see it and watch it unfold as well. I mean, I cannot imagine how she feels. I I really can't. I remember breaking up with a boyfriend in high school and, you know, I, I didn't go to a huge high school, but I remember when we broke up and everyone, I like the whole school, of course, knew, all my friend group knew. And it was like, it was so weird that like everyone knew your business and when you're in high school and like, I cannot, this is like the bit, you know, this, that's nothing compared to what she's going through. She's like going to high school and breaking up, but like on a, like a world scale, like it's just so much bigger. And I am just thinking, granted, I was like 16 and very probably like angsty and overdramatic and things like that. But I remember the feeling that was just like, oh, everyone's looking at me. Everyone knows everyone, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's talking, everyone rumors like, and I remember feeling it then. I can't imagine how she feels going through this with a marriage and then doing it on such a large scale and having to relive it over again. So I give a lot of credit to Chriselle, and it seems like he really blindsided her. And supposedly from the show and from everything Chriselle is, sh- is saying, she, I'm surprised I have not done that more, honestly. Everything that Chriselle is saying is that she was finding out that he filed divorce at the time that the rest of the world was. So he didn't give her any kind of heads up. There was no talking about it. There was no deciding. There was no like, hey, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to file. There was none of that. So and I mean, and so that's that's brutal. That's tough. Uh, that's that's a low blow. I mean, I don't know. And Justin has been very closed lip about this. He really has not made any statements. And I think that's probably his best bet. I mean, he could he could make a statement at this point. But like, what would he say? Uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, if he did make a statement, what what could he say that would make it better for him And I couldn't think of anything, you know, so I think his best bet is probably not to say anything. You know, he's got a new girlfriend, the cheating allegations, whatever. Anytime anyone breaks up in Hollywood, there's always cheating allegations. It's just it's just the run of the mill type of thing. That's just always what, you know, ends up going around. So I don't know if any of that's true, but I think his best bet at this point is, yeah, probably to just keep quiet. And honestly, there will be something else that comes and this will blow over eventually. And granted, you know, it would have blown over a little bit more had had we not, you know, got to see it and relive it when this season three premiered. But I mean, I, I don't know. They dated for six years. They were together for six years, married for two years. And Chriselle talked some in the show about um, feeling like he maybe changed in the time that he had recently gotten big because of This Is Us and that she knew him back in his soap days when he was a lesser known actor and they were both kind of lesser known actors. He was a, on soap operas and, and whatnot, but he wasn't a big deal until he got cast in This Is Us. And she kind of said in the show, not directly, but in a roundabout way, like, I can't imagine someone changing that much. And when you have all that money and that fame. And so she kind of it sounded like she was alluding to the fact that she thinks that he has changed since he has become extremely famous. So I'm not sure this whole situation is, like I said, is definitely getting messy. And having to see this play out on you know, such a huge scale. I can't imagine. I really can't. It just blows my mind. So I 
hope the best for Chriselle. And I do hope this kind of like goes away because I don't think either of them like deserves to have this played out again. Like I said, they went through it once back in November. This happened. And now to like replay it, you know, half a year, three quarters of a year later. Gosh, it's got to be brutal. I just can't imagine. I hope it blows over for their sake, for everyone involved's sake. I hope it blows over soon. Next story. Okay, I am really surprised that I have not had more royal news since I started doing this podcast, but I haven't really. That being said, Meghan and Harry have kept a pretty low profile, but we have some Meghan and Harry news. Here it is. Meghan and Harry are officially homeowners as they move to Santa Barbara. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are officially putting down roots. A rep for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex tells E! News that the family of three moved into a home in July of this year. Quote, they have settled into the quiet privacy of their community since their arrival and hope that this will be respected by their neighbors as well as by them as a family. According to page six, Megan, Harry, and their toddler Archie are now living in a residence in Santa Barbara. Quote, they are not house guests of Oprah or anyone else. They bought this home themselves. The outlet source shares. Quote, this is the first home either of them has ever owned. It has been a very special time for them as a couple and as a family to have complete privacy for six weeks since they moved in. End quote. Prior to their secret move, the royals were temporarily living at Tyler Perry's large estate in Beverly Hills. So I'm not surprised to hear that they are moving, that they did move to Santa Barbara. To be honest with you, I was really surprised that they were living in L.A., considering the fact that they left the royal family because they wanted more privacy and they wanted to put down their own roots and do their own thing. But they always talked about privacy. And, you know, Lord knows Harry has not had any privacy in his life. So a big part of what they did was so that they could have this privacy. And I'm sorry, but like L.A. is not a private place. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's like going to a bar and being like, oh, my gosh, there's liquor here. Like what? You know, like being surprised by it. Like, oh, L.A., like there's paparazzi everywhere. Like, duh. Like, I don't know. So part of me was really surprised that they picked L.A. of all the places to move to. I understand California because Megan is from L.A. L.A. is her hometown. So her mother lives there. So I understand California and even Southern California at that. But like, go find a nice, like gated community in San Diego or you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, somewhere else up the coast where it's you could get to L.A. in an hour and a half, but like you're not in L.A. Like Beverly Hills. Really? That's what you're going to pick. You want privacy, but you're going to live in Beverly Hills. <laughs> like she's Louise. I don't know. So I'm not surprised that that was like temporary for them, because if that's really what they're after, then yeah, they need to get out of L.A. They need to get out of Beverly Hills. Santa Barbara is a beautiful place. I have heard such amazing things about it in terms of what it's like as a community and how beautiful it is. And I've just heard amazing things about Santa Barbara. I have not been there. But this I think this sounds like a great place for them to set up roots if they're buying a home. So it sounds like they're going to be there for a while. This is a great place for them to do it. I mean, yeah, stay in L.A., but like get out of those cities where like you're known to be followed everywhere you go. Yeah, there's probably not a ton of paparazzi in Santa Barbara. There probably is some, of course. I mean, you're not going to get totally away from it. But yeah, you're going to have a lot more privacy there, especially if you're in a gated community where you are really trying to keep to yourself. I mean, that's a much better place for them if what they really want is privacy. I think a part of them, you know, will preach privacy. A part of them will say, we want privacy, we want privacy, blah, 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 blah. But it's obvious that they 
don't want too much of it. Like, I think that they want privacy, but they want to stay relevant, of course, enough so that they can make money and do a lot of things. I mean, Megan has proved that with some of the things she's done. She did a a narration of like a Disney thing, something that was on Disney Plus and, um, you know, supposedly like a documentary and a book and all these other things they're involved in. So like they want privacy, but they they also want to stay relevant. It's like, look at me, but like only look at me when I look pretty and when I want you to look at me. You know, it's like it's like one of those things. And like being a celebrity, being a public figure, you you don't have the luxury of like turning it on and off. Like you don't have the luxury of being seen on the red carpet at the Oscars and in your beautiful, you know, head to toe glam, but then not being seen or being completely left alone, you know, going to the coffee shop on a Saturday. Like it, it's a two way street here. And if people could turn it on, on and off, if celebrities could turn it on and off like I think they would but that's the price you pay for being a public figure so I don't know. I just get those vibes from them that they are like don't you know leave us alone leave us alone but not too much keep us in mind because we still want to stay relevant. So good for Megan and Harry. I hope they like it in Santa Barbara and I do hope they get some of that privacy that they keep saying they want so bad. All right. Story number three is out of Bachelor Nation. I think every week I've done this show, I've had a Bachelor Nation story. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on in Bachelor Nation right now, and I'm I'm not surprised. So let's get into this one. Colton Underwood calls out the Bachelor franchise in a tell-all podcast interview with Reality Steve. In a newly released two-hour podcast interview with Bachelor Nation expert Reality Steve, the 28-year-old former football pro detailed his, quote, falling out with the reality TV franchise, going as far as to say producers took advantage of him and abused ex-girlfriend Cassie Randolph during her July appearance on the Greatest Seasons Ever special episode. There is more to this story and obviously there this was a long podcast episode. Honestly, I did not even make it through the entire episode. I listened to probably like half of it. But number one, Reality Steve annoys the shit out of me. And number two, I don't really like Colton that much. I mean, I don't hate him, but there are things about him that annoy me. So listening to two hours of them talk was not high on my list. In fact, if it weren't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have made it through the first hour. Like I wouldn't have cared to listen. I would have read an article, uh, you know, recapping it and I would have called it good. But because I am your loyal servant and I need to be informed on these matters for you, I'm like, I will endure. So I endured an hour of it. It was pretty brutal. Um, I don't, again, I don't really like Reality Steve. He annoys me. And Colton rubs me the wrong way at times. This is really epic, this podcast, because Colton and Reality Steve have famously not gotten along ever. In fact, they have feuded back and forth through Twitter and through other things. They've both talked bad about one another um, in interviews, through Twitter, all sorts of stuff. So the fact that Colton is now on this show and they're hashing it out, quote, hashing it out, is really strange. And I think it has to do with, you know, obviously his breakup with Cassie and they, you know, had some very some things go public where they weren't he was talking about things that she didn't want him to. And it was very dicey. So he he thinks, why not? I'll clear the air and I can tell this narrative. I know Reality Steve will have me on. I'm not in this relationship anymore. She has put things out about me and had this big Instagram story thing that was completely awkward. I talked about that on a couple episodes past. Completely awkward that she was airing their dirty laundry on an Instagram story. So I, I don't I guess I don't blame 
blame him for doing it, but it's just such a Colton move to me. I, I don't know. This podcast, so Reality Steve starts from like Colton's basically like his first time being on the show. So it talks about how he met Tia, how he got cast in Becca's season, how he went on to VIP, and then how he got cast as The Bachelor from there. So they go through it all like in in chronological order of how it happened. And I mean, there wasn't anything that... I really stands out. Yeah, he called out the Bachelor franchise in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I I guess I I'm not surprised that he did this because there are a lot of former people of the franchise, both contestants and leads, that end up like not having great things to say about the franchise. That's not uncommon. In fact, that's happened many times before. But other people choose to deal with it by just distancing themselves from it. They just kind of step away. They choose not to be involved in the reunions or, you know, all these other things like that. They just choose to distance themselves and they say very vague things. But yeah, it's just like you just let it go. I don't know. But the fact that Colton had to go and make a stink about it on this episode, this podcast episode, like I said, it's just such a Colton move to do that. Like, dude, if you're mad at the franchise, like, and you're you know, have a rough relationship with him now, like then back away from the publicity. Don't do anything else bachelor related. Don't go on a bachelor podcast. Reality Steve is a reality show podcast. He mainly has bachelor people on like it just it part of it annoys me. Like, I think I really think that Colton is very it likes the attention. I think he's very fame hungry. Honestly, I'm not even going to He goes farther than likes the attention. I think there are a lot of people in Bachelor Nation who like the attention. Caitlin Bristow likes the attention. You know, Ben Higgins likes the attention. All these people like the attention, but I wouldn't call them fame hungry. I don't think of Ben Higgins as fame hungry. I don't think of I don't even think of Caitlin Bristow as fame hungry, but they like the attention. I think Colton is fame hungry. Like everything he has done in the past, like he really, really just wants to be, I don't know, famous, big, seen. I'm not sure, but every, all the things that he does point to him, like really wanting that fame. And so I, I don't know, again, this interview, it's just like, he's doing this because he's mad at the franchise, but like, then just walk away, like be an adult, walk away and don't like associate yourself with them moving forward. The other thing that annoys me when people rip on the Bachelor franchise, when former contestants and leads rip on the Bachelor franchise is, is one of those things where it's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like Cole, Colton Underwood is able to live the life that he has and is has over 2 million followers on Instagram and has all these opportunities because of the fucking Bachelor franchise. Without The Bachelor, you are a washed up, like one time, you know, one season pro football player who, you know, is a turd, basically. I mean, you're attractive and ripped, but other than that, you're a turd. And so like, I don't know. So I understand he has beef. It doesn't mean you have to love the franchise. It doesn't mean you have to love the producers and love everything, but show some respect for the fact that it has given you everything you have in your life and it has offered you and afforded you the ability to do things you never would have been able to do without it. So I don't know. I'm not necessarily like feeling great that he just went on and bitched about it for two hours straight. And I have my problems with the Bachelor franchise too. I really do. There are parts of the Bachelor franchise that really fucking annoy me. But I mean, I have to give credit where credit's due. They make some really good fucking TV. I mean, it just it keeps me entertained time after time. So I don't I don't know. I'm I'm over Colton. I think he's fame hungry. This interview was brutal. Like I said, I only made it through half of it. And that was just that was just tough. It was just tough to listen to. The guy is just I don't know. He just has this way where like, I don't believe like anything that comes out of his mouth. I'm not sure why. I just don't like he could tell me the sky is blue and I'd be like, but is it Colton? 
I don't think it is because it's just like the way he says it and the way he is. I'm not sure, but I'm over you, Colton. Please fly off into the sunset and be done with The Bachelor. Story number four, you guys. This might not have been big news in everyone's world, but it was big news in my world. So I'm going to talk about it. Peter Nelson, a.k.a. Suitman, parts ways with HBO Sports. Nelson is the president of HBO Sports, but made headlines earlier this year for his connection to Barstool Sports' Call Her Daddy podcast. Nelson, who was dating one of the original co-hosts of the podcast, Sophia Franklin, was said to be one of the main reasons behind the split between Franklin and her co-host, Alexandra Cooper. The news comes amid restructuring and the layoff of 600 people across the AT&T portfolio, HBO's parent company. However, it's been reported that Nelson's departure is not a layoff and that he is leaving, quote, on his own terms, end quote. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys listen to the Call Her Daddy podcast, but it is so raunchy and so ridiculous, but it's like you can't look away. You can't stop listening. Like, it's so bad that it's good. And I don't know why I listen to it, but I do. And it just, again, like, it's so bad. It's good. Anyways, I'm sure you've heard of the drama surrounding Barstool, surrounding the podcast, surrounding all this other stuff. Suit man, Peter Nelson, who is dating Sophia Franklin, was, is a you know the president of HBO Sports, and he was shopping the podcast around, shopping the Call Her Daddy podcast around for the girls, trying to get them out of their contract with Barstool. So he was shopping the podcast around, and it famously led to this big dispute, and Sophia ended up leaving the show. Alex ended up coming back. And it was this huge deal. And the president of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, hates Suitman. Hates, hates, hates. And if you know Dave Portnoy, you know he's not quiet about anything. The guy is a like a douchebag with a capital D. Literally such a douchebag. But honestly, it it fits him. I don't know what else to say. I was texting with my friend Haley the other day and we were talking about Dave. Dave posted a tweet that was so funny. You should go to his Twitter and listen and watch it. Reacting to Suitman getting fired. It was so funny. And I was texting Haley and I was like, he is such a douchebag. And she was like, LMFAO, like, oh my gosh, you're right. And I was like, but you know what? Like, it fits him. Like, it suits him. He wears it. He's very open and honest about being who he is. So what are you going to do? Anyways, Dave Portnoy hates Peter Nelson and talks so much shit about him while this whole call her daddy thing was going on. So his reaction to Sue Ann being fired was so funny. I mean, I have not heard Alex mention it yet. She has her podcast coming out on Friday. Um, So we, I will. She'll probably mention it then. I would think she has to mention it. But this is just epic. It's just like karma, or I'm not sure what it is. But it's just this is too good. We can't make this up. You really can't. And if you have not seen a picture of Peter Nelson, he looks like Lord Farquhar from Shrek, literally. And I'm one of those people where, whenever someone's like, "Oh, this person looks like." XYZ cartoon character. I'm just like, how could a person look like a cartoon character? You know, it, it never made sense for me. But this guy, Suitman, literally looks just like Lord Farquhar. I I mean, it's never been true for me. I've never seen a person look like a cartoon character until I saw Suitman compared to Lord Farquhar. Like, it's insane. Absolutely insane. I this is just this is great stuff. I mean, I'm just here for the drama of it, really. I don't I don't know that much about Peter Nelson. Only I only know about him through the Call Her Daddy drama, but this was too good. Like this was too full circle not to report on it. Big deal here. 
All right, you guys, story number five. This is an interesting one. This is this segment is called the Reboot Watch. So Reboot Watch, two 90s sitcom faves are getting reboots. Saved by the Bell and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air are both in the works to get reboots. Saved by the Bell is getting ready to return to TV with a, quote, reimagining, end quote, headed to Peacock. Original series stars Elizabeth Berkley and Mario Lopez are back in the main cast, along with Mark Paul Gossler and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And a whole new student body, including Mitchell Hogg, who plays the son of Zach and Kelly, and Belmont Camille. Kamali. Camille. Not sure. Anyway, Belmont Camille, who plays the son of Jesse Spano. Slater is, of course, a gym teacher at Bayside, and Zach is naturally now the governor of California. Naturally, of course. Meanwhile, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is coming back, but as a drama. That's right. No sitcom, no laughing. It's all about the drama. The beloved comedy is coming back and Will Smith is on board for it, but it's not going to be like the Fresh Prince you remember. Smith's Westbrook Studios and Universal TV are producing a new version of the series inspired by a fan-made trailer that went viral in 2019. The trailer, created by cinematographer Morgan Cooper, reimagined the show as a drama called Bel Air with essentially this exact same plot as the 90s NBC sitcom, but with a much darker vibe, focused on the realities of a teen being set from West Philadelphia to live with his rich uncle and Bel Air after getting himself into some trouble. In the trailer, which you can still watch on YouTube, Uncle Phil, Carlton, and Aunt Viv are all there, but the wacky hijinks are nowhere to be found. All right, you guys, everything and anything is being rebooted these days, and some of them I've been here for, some of them I've not been here for. Like, there's been equal hits and equal misses. I'm not sure. These are two such good, I mean, these are so iconic from the 90s. It's it's like you don't want them to ruin it. I am like, I am optimistic, but really cautiously optimistic because reboots can ruin a good thing. This is the reason why I never wanted Friends to be rebooted because it's like it, it's it gone and I don't want them to ruin the picture that I have in my head of Monica and Chandler and the twins and Rachel and Ross and baby Emma, who's now 18. Like, I don't want to ruin the picture in my head of what I think happened from there. You know, we all have a picture in our head of what we think happened once the show ended. And I don't want to ruin that. And a reboot would maybe ruin that for me. Now, they could go about this decently. The Save by the Bell reboot, actually, the trailer that I watched looked pretty interesting. I loved that they had so many of the original cast members. I think that's really a cornerstone of when you do a reboot is getting the original cast members involved, whether they're in the show or producing it or whatever they're doing, but getting their stamp of approval and getting them in on it really brings stuff full circle. So I'm glad to see so much of the cast is going to be involved in it. In terms of Bel Air, The Fresh Prince, it was interesting to watch the trailer because it really is a drama. I mean, there's some dark parts in it and I can see where it would they could find a drama, you know, angle of what Will went through. You know, obviously they had the funny side of it with Jeffrey and Carlton and Will and it was always so funny and Uncle Uncle Phil and Viv and but I could see how they could make a drama out of the same situation of, you know, a kid from a rough neighborhood moving to Bel Air and the tough parts that he goes through navigating, being in a new school, being surrounded by new friends, being having this whole new world to have to immerse himself in. So I'm not sure if I will like it as much. I mean, 
Part of me admires that they're taking this route because it's definitely possible to get a dark angle on The Fresh Prince. But another part of me just adores the funny parts of it so much that I I don't know if I would want to see it in a new light. Some people might want to, but I'm not sure if I want to. I guess the for me, the verdict is still out on Fresh Prince and Bel Air. I'm not sure. I'll probably give it a shot, but... I'm hesitating more towards that one than I am towards Say by the Bell. I think Say by the Bell could really, they could really pull it off and it would be great. This other one, I might be Fresh Prince. I might be a little bit more hesitant towards. We will have to see. All right, you guys, I'm doing this new segment at the end where I give congrats and condolences to certain people. So this week, congrats go out to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who announced that they were expecting baby number three. Good for them. They make some cute babies. You go ahead. You make those babies. And as well, congrats go out to Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger, who welcomed a baby girl named Lila Maria Schwarzenegger Pratt. That is a name. Uh, I love the name Lila, of course. That's my dog's name. Um, and Maria is, of course, a nod to Maria Schreiber, who is Catherine's mother. This is the first child for the couple. Chris has a son, seven-year-old Jack, with ex-wife Anna Ferris. So congrats to Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger. I am sure it is going to be the cutest baby ever because they are a great-looking couple. Condolences this week go out to Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson, who have apparently broken up after less than a year together. I'm not too surprised about this. She famously got hot and heavy with him real quick, like weeks, days, I'm not sure, right after she announced her split from um, Liam Hemsworth. She was spotted like just groping him and making out with him and just they would post weird pictures on Instagram. So like, I'm not surprised that it was really hot and heavy. And I'm also not surprised that it's fizzled out. So condolences to them on the breakup. Best of luck in the future. And there you have it, Candies. Those are the top five pop culture stories of the week. If you love today's show, then hey, come on back next Friday. I'll be here again and I'll be ready to give you all the tea. And if you're in the market for some real good life topics, come on back on Tuesday. This is where I talk openly and honestly about how hard and messy it is to be a human. And I even invite some of my super awesome and talented friends onto the show to share their stories as well. Before you leave, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories. Tell a friend, tell a stranger, tell your dog, tell your Uber driver, tell everyone. Last but not least, leave us a five-star rating and write a review about how I'm your internet bestie and you love listening to me talk every week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, you guys. That's going to do it. I am signing off. Enjoy your weekend. Adopt, don't shop, spay and neuter your pets, and be kind to one another. 